Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Clinton, Managing Editor over at Heartland College Sports. And uh, today, we've got a lot to talk about because transfer portal season is wide open. There is so much going on, so we're going to do our best to get you caught up on the uh, biggest things that's happened over the last 14 days, 15 days or so. I think the first thing we have to start off with is the is the exodus going on down in Aggieland. Down in College Station, we have seen just an, an amazing amount of talent just leave the roster, leave, leave Texas A&M. And it really doesn't, it doesn't hit until you start looking at, at what they've lost. The first, the first name, Walter Nolan, five-star defensive lineman in the class of 2022. He's listed at six, four, 345 pounds. Uh, he was a, he was a consensus five-star guy. Uh, every, every industry, uh, rating, rating had him at a five-star LT Overton defensive lineman, five-star in the 2022 class, six, three, two sixty five. Also a consensus five-star chase Basantis, uh, interior offensive lineman listed at six, four, three fifteen. He was a freshman, all American part of the 2023 class. He is in the portal. Jake Johnson, four-star tight end 2022 class. Uh, he is in the transfer portal. Deuce Harmon, four-star cornerback, 2021 class. Fidel Diggs, uh, f- uh, four-star edge, 6'5", 240. He is in the portal. Jordan Gilbert, four-star safety. Uh, Raymond Cottrell, four-star wide receiver. Max Johnson, four-star quarterback. Uh, let's see here. We've got Tyreek Chapel, four-star corner. Uh, Micaiah Overton, three-star defensive lineman. Jalen Waddy, three-star defensive line or def, uh, three-star linebacker. Uh, I, I, we're talking. There, there's 16 guys in total right now uh, from Texas A&M that decided to transfer. And this is this kind of goes back. If you didn't see this coming, one, were you really paying that close attention to what was going on down in College Station? Because I have to ask, if if you paid attention to what was going on down there over the last couple of years, you could see this coming a mile away. There were, if you'll think back, there were there were real cultural issues going on down there. Think about the the reports of uh, of players uh, smoking marijuana or or doing things that they shouldn't be like that in 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 the locker room. Uh, at Texas A&M, you had the the YouTube or the the Instagram live video of of a kid doing donuts in the in the parking garage. Uh, he's going sixty miles an hour, weaving in between cars, and and uh, he, I mean he's just he's showing off uh, the money that he's making down there in NIL. You've got the 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 coach, the assistant coach, or the staff or the recruiting staff are talking about how. Uh, you know he's showing players around the stadium, and he he looks up to the boxes and points and says the people that are in there, those are those are the people who are paying you to be here. Like the the things were just not the the things that they were selling and the ways that they were pushing nil kind of before everybody else uh, caught up with them. There's a reason why that 2022 class at Texas A&M was what it was. It's not because they had all of this success 
uh, or, or this amazing coaching staff or yes, they had good positional coaches there, but it's pretty clear what, uh, what happened, what transpired over the last couple of years at Texas A&M. And it didn't take long for it to fall apart. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, obviously, uh, being let go. Mike Elko's in there now. Uh, Elijah Robinson, who was a big portion, you know, probably their their most promising uh, coach to become a coordinator. He left at uh, to become a coordinator, defensive coordinator at Syracuse. There, there's not a there's not an easier way of saying it other than money. Uh, is what got these guys there, and now that they've collected their paycheck or or they've collected for a year or two, I think they're looking at this from a different perspective now. Where am I going to go? That's going to get me to the league. What's where's gonna where's gonna develop me best to get me to the NFL and make the real money? And you know, I, I think that that's something for for everyone to learn from. Uh, something else that this is going to do, it's going to, one, it's going to reset the roster uh, at Texas A&M. I, I expect them to still keep a decent contingent of, of what they built there. I I just, I respect what Mike Elko uh, did it at Duke and think that his ties to Texas A&M coming back there after being a coordinator uh, uh, beforehand, I, I think that he will be able to retain some of that talent, but it is going to reset the roster. And we may see Texas A&M uh, need, need a year or two to get things to get things going, if they're ever going to get it right there, which we just haven't seen uh, outside of Johnny Manziel uh, catching, catching fire for a year. I, I, I just don't know that they're going to, to get it right until they remove some of the the hands that are are in on that uh, in on that program. So the the other thing that this is going to do, and this is going to be really interesting to watch over the next year or so, is what does the talent dispersion from uh, from from College Station? What is that? How does that affect college football? Because we're not talking about just this this small uh, contingent of of players that are leaving. We're talking about real talent NFL ta- I mean Walter Nolan is going to be a day one uh draft pick in the in the 2025 NFL draft. He he just he is one of those players. He has that uh he he just has he has whatever that it is, he's got it. He is he's got size, he's got the speed, he's twitchy for his, for his size. He's he is a a perfect defensive tackle for the NFL. And wherever he goes, whoever pays the bid and picks him up, whether it be Tennessee, uh, Oregon, who, whoever it is, Walter Nolan is going to be a game changer. If if he's added to the Alabama roster, it's it's just think about those kinds of things. There, it's going to change the way that a team looks. Lt Overton, same thing. This is a guy that that has really really high end talent and is going to be a, a plug and play kind of guy. Uh as is Chase Besantis. They're 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 super talented freshman uh offensive linemen. So it's going to change the way that that everybody kind of operates this year. And I think that it's crazy that all of that talent was sitting there in College Station and they, they went seven and five and earned a bid to the Texas Bowl. The Texas Bowl. 
All right, let's move on. Uh, some of the bigger news this week, uh, in, in the past week since we spoke last, Dylan Gabriel has, he's officially committed to Oregon. Uh, this is a guy that is about 145, 135 yards shy of, of 15,000 passing yards in his career. Uh, he's got 125 touchdowns uh, and 26 interceptions over five years. He just finished a season with Oklahoma where he topped 4,000 yards total, had 42 touchdowns, uh, just six interceptions on the year. Absolute game changer. This is this is big for, for Oregon, who not only was was you know one loss to, to Washington away from being in the college football playoff probably but but we're also talking about a team that that is really starting to hit its stride under Dan Lanning and is going to be a contender in the Big Ten next year. But this is this is a cool thing for, for Dylan Gabriel too because he he grew up idolizing Marcus Mariota who was also from from Hawaii and this is a really cool moment for him to kind of you know solidify what what is already one of the best careers in college football history he's got a chance to surpass uh to become the the top overall passer in college football history uh, in terms of passing yards. So this is a guy who he's already he's already in the top 5, I believe. He's eight, maybe maybe top 8. Um he is he is one of the the most prolific passers in college football history and in Will Stein's offense um there there's a good chance that he he's able to surpass that. Just look at what Bo Nix did. Uh he needs to get over 4000 yards. It would be a career high for him. Uh but he's gone over 3500 yards uh three times in his career. Uh, in three seasons, uh, and was was just short of 3,200 yards his first year at Oklahoma. So I, he he's capable of doing it. It's going to take a concerted effort, but I think they can do it. Um, really cool thing, little little Easter egg on Dylan Gabriel's journey is his his uh, his new team, the Oregon Ducks. Their 2024 season opener at Hawaii. At Hawaii, he gets to go home and play in front of. Uh, what will be, I, I'm sure, a sold-out crowd uh, down there at Hawaii. So really, really cool for for him. Uh, next next kind of storyline everybody's watching, DJ Uyunglele, uh, who, you know, if you'll remember, transferred from Clemson over to, to Oregon State, had a couple of good years there. He is back in the portal, and he is reportedly heading to Tallahassee to take a not a couple good years excuse me one good year at Oregon State he he is he's reportedly headed to Tallahassee to take a visit with Florida State let it sit in for a second let it sit marinate think about the storylines in 2024 if if DJU ends up headed back to the ACC goes to Florida State is the replacement for Jordan Travis, who just had an, an amazing year for for Florida State, they're coming off a thirteen and zero run, and you insert DJU into an offense that has plenty of talent, uh, plenty of guys to distribute the football to. You've got a good defense there, and Clemson, his former team, comes to Tallahassee next year. So you have you've got a lot of interesting storylines there. And talk about a redemption, uh, talk about a redemption 
story. You've got a guy that is surpassed by a freshman. He's he's overlooked. Uh, the freshman takes over, and Clemson's offense this year just kind of, I mean, for lack of a better term, it just kind of fell apart. And despite the success that that DJU had at Clemson, Cade Klubnick just wasn't able to replicate that. And it it just didn't look the same. Now Clemson turned things around, finished the year. They they finished eight and four, um, and I believe they top they climbed to the top twenty five to end the year. But I mean, we're talking about a team that was they were they were still kind of in ACC contention last year, and and this year they fell out of it. So I think it would be a really cool story for for DJ Uyongalele uh, just to get back to the ACC and, and have a chance at his former team, which would just be incredible. I, I, I would, I would really be following along for that. Okay. So with, with us covering the big 12, uh, primarily over at, at Heartland college sports.com, we, we've got to talk about one of the things that's going on in the big 12. And that is, is Kansas state seeing its, its key players headed for greener pastures. Now, this is the world that we live in now. This is the NIL world that we live in where you have players on a on a team or on a in a program that is not NIL focused. Not that Kansas State doesn't have support from its donors. I'm not saying that whatsoever. I'm just saying I don't believe that the the NIL program, the NIL it, 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 that element of their program is is what brings players to Kansas State. It's just not. And if it is, uh, Chris Kleiman has all of us fooled. But what we're seeing is some of the players that have made Kansas State what they have been over the last couple of years, which is a which is gritty, tough, uh, hard out, and a team that's going to beat you because you make more mistakes than they do. We're seeing some of the players that made that happen leave. Uh, obviously, Will Howard's the big one. Uh, he's favored head to Miami, but A and M and and USC are in it. What what do those three things have in common? Uh, as of late, what's the reputation that those schools have? Okay, just so we're on the same page there. Uh, Kobe Savage, really really good safety, one of the best safeties in the Big Twelve. He's visiting Oregon and Washington, two two playoff contenders this year, who who both have have been uh, very, very good in the transfer portal. Uh, cornerback Will Lee, he is committed to A&M. Yes, that, all right, just so we're on the same page. And then you've got wide receiver R.J. Garcia, defensive end Nate Macklack, and running back Treshawn Ward, who spent a year at Kansas State after being at Florida State. Um, very, very important contributors for this team that are in the portal. They're looking for somewhere else to go. Now, I, I don't just think automatically Kansas State's going to fall apart. That's that's not what I'm getting at here. Uh, Avery Johnson is still there. DJ Giddens is really uh, come on and going to be a really good piece for them to build around. I, I I do like everything that that they've got there with with Johnson and Giddens, but you are losing some very important pieces that you you probably hoped or or counted on having back next year. So. Uh, Kansas State is kind of uh, is kind of in a precarious spot, so we'll have to watch and see how things play out for them there. 
that'll be an interesting storyline, a big storyline to follow as we as we move through the off season. Uh, let, let's look at uh, before we close out here. We've got two things that we want to hit. The first is the incredible amount of talent that is in the portal this cycle. Now we see this every year, but we don't see it to this extent. We see five star players hit the portal. It used to be a huge storyline, and it still is. Uh, but I, I think it's almost been watered down at this point because the list of five. Look, guys, I, I spent I spent five minutes. I spent five minutes looking uh, at a few of the the uh, transfer portal ratings. Uh, some of the guys that have entered there. This is the list of former five star. Uh, five-star players that are in the transfer portal right now. Dante Moore, quarterback at UCLA. DJ Uyunglele, quarterback at Oregon State. Kyle McCord, quarterback, Ohio State. Brock Vandergriff, quarterback at Georgia. Defensive tackle Walter Nolan at Texas A&M. Quarterback Ty Thompson from Oregon. Wide receiver Julian Fleming from Oregon State. Defensive end Marvin Jones, Jr., from Georgia, wide receiver Ja'Cory Brooks from Alabama, and defensive lineman LT Overton from Texas A&M. That's, that's 10. That's 10 five-star guys that are currently in the transfer portal. Now, some of you may just brush brush over that and say, ah, you know, it, yeah, that's, that's, that's just the world we live in. You realize that there's only, there's 32 five-star players in every cycle. That's a third of of one cycle, and and the reason that they do it that way, the reason that they give you thirty two five stars, is the that is who they expect to, to be first round picks. So there are ten guys that that scouts have looked at that that uh, talent recruiters or, or recruiting uh, analysts have looked at, and and have said that guy has has the potential to be a first round draft pick. There's 10 of those guys out there. That's, that's wild. That's absolutely insane. Think about how much that's going to change the way college football looks going forward. Um, Just, just wild, just a wild stat. And then the shocker of the week uh, so far in the, in the last week, the, the biggest portal entry that, that nobody saw coming is Caden green at Oklahoma. So if you're unfamiliar with with the name, Caden Green is a true freshman. He's 18 years old. Uh, He's 6'3 and a half, 6'4, I believe, 315, 320 pounds. Uh, Big kid. And he stepped in uh, for Oklahoma against Texas in in the Red River rivalry, and he completely neutralized Tavondre Sweat in that game, who went on to win the Outland uh, Trophy for the best interior lineman in the country. This is a guy that started five games for Oklahoma. I believe he appeared in, in, in seven games, uh, but started the last four games of the year for Oklahoma, really helped elevate the offensive line. And he wasn't in practice yesterday. His, his, his teammates, his coaches, they didn't even know. They didn't know what was going on. He entered the portal during a practice session, uh, and and his teammates were were asked about it after afterwards. Uh, fellow offensive linemen were asked about it, and they had no idea. They couldn't. They thought he was taking finals, and um, 
this is it's it's a very odd situation for for Oklahoma and Oklahoma fans to be in because nobody can get a hold of the kid. His dad deleted Twitter. Uh, he, it just it's gone, and then all of a sudden, the reports are that that Oregon is his destination. So we've got uh, everybody's tampering at this point. I believe I, I think we could say there there's tampering going on pretty much everywhere in the country. Uh, but this this right here is one of the things that it just really it sucks for the for the sport. It it does, and and Oklahoma is just the 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 victim now there are plenty of other there's plenty of other i i mean i'm sure purdue is making the same argument and oklahoma just landed uh deon burks their their explosive wide receiver best wide receiver in the transfer portal um he just landed at oklahoma yesterday so you know there there's going to be an argument for everybody but this is just one of those things that it just shows you this was a kid who grew up a huge oklahoma fan big oklahoma fan loves oklahoma then he ghosts the team, and unless another report comes out and changes the perception here, it sounds like he got offered a boatload of cash that he couldn't turn down. And you know that that's that's just that's the way it is now. That's the world we live in with the transfer portal, with the NIL. It is a minimally regulated version of NFL free agency, and unfortunately for coaches. It all kicks off right before bowl season. So you've got all the stuff that you have to deal with all at once. And uh, one of those things, obviously, now is is starters ghosting you and, and ended up in the portal before practice is over. So that's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys so much for listening into the show. Remember, if you like the show, just consider subscribing, leaving us a five-star rating and review over on iTunes. If you do that, make sure you send a screenshot of your review to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com, and he will get you one of these Heartland College Sports koozies out in the mail. Uh, it's a nice white koozie, very clean, got, uh, got a nice red logo on it. Uh, keeps my drinks cold. It'll keep your drinks cold, and uh, you're going to need a couple if you're if you're paying attention to the transfer portal here right now. So thank you guys again. Uh, We will catch you next time out here in the portal.